Hey, it's Nicola here, and just in case you missed my announcement, I want to make sure that you check out my new online course, The Career to Entrepreneur Method Made Easy. I've taken the core concepts from the five Career to Entrepreneur Method pillars and created an introductory course to get you set up for success from the very start. Now, this is for you if you're still deciding if you want to leave your career to become your own boss or not, or if you know for sure you want to become a business owner and want to start from the best place possible. There's a £100 discount until the 29th of February, so head to nicolaohara.com forward slash course to check out the details and sign up today. I hope you decide to join because if you have a dream to start your business and swap the nine to five for a life of freedom and opportunity, this really is the best place to start. That's nicolaohara.com forward slash course and let's get on with the episode. If you're thinking about changing your career and want to know how to fit in the planning around your job, or if you already have a plan and are working towards your new career direction, but are struggling to find the time, energy or focus to get things done, then this episode's for you. I get that it isn't easy to balance everything when you're starting your career change journey, but putting some key habits in place really can make it a whole lot easier. I'm going to share four habits that I started to develop and action when I was still in my corporate career that helped me keep track and focus on doing all that was needed to get my new business off the ground, while I made sure to also give 100% the job that was paying the bills. So whether you're building a business on the side, planning to go freelance, or are set on changing to a different type of career specialism country or industry, listen up, as these habits can help get you there. Are you ready? Great, let's get started. I'm Nicola O'Hara, and I made the leap from a successful corporate career as a leader in learning, development, and recruitment to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Every week, we'll bring you step by step strategies, essential knowledge, and tools, and share inspirational stories and practical tips so you are ready to take your leap to a career and life you love. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Back when I was in my corporate career, I really struggled to balance being all in with my job while building my dream business on the side and dealing with all the trials and tribulations of day-to-day life. It was hard to keep momentum in my business plans while hitting the goals and fulfilling deadlines in my job that, at the time, was paying my bills. I also have pride in my work and didn't want to let that slip, no matter how much I wanted to reach my business goals. Are you tired after working long hours? Do you despair of ever having time to focus on your passion project that you want to turn into a new career because you don't have the time or are too exhausted? This is a really common problem for those wanting to change careers, so you're not alone if this resonates with you. What I discovered was that by focusing on introducing some positive habits, and changing some that were not working for me, I could gain some extra time and energy to spend on what mattered. When you're trying to plan your career leap while still in a full-time job, you need energy, focus, motivation and confidence to keep you going. There were a lot of habits I had to work on to be able to make my move, but four really stand out as being the game changers. They're now what I call my power habits. And even if I let some habits slip, I make sure to keep these four on track. Okay, 
So power habit number one is following a positive morning routine. I have to admit, at first I was sceptical at the concept of a morning routine. I'd heard and read about how many famous people in the business, politics and showbiz world swear by their morning habits and how having a set of of habits you do every morning is essential to be successful. But I just didn't have the time for that. I had little enough time as it was in the morning, and it all seemed like too much effort before an already busy day. However, once I gave it a try and found a routine that worked for me, I realised that the reason why so many successful people keep talking about it is because it works. It really does. Creating a morning routine sets you up for the day in mind and body, which means you have enough mind power and energy to focus on both your job and your career change project without dropping the ball on either. Even if you're not a morning person, it's worth doing. Okay, it may be easier to put in place for an early bird, but those night owls should also have a routine, even if it's short and sweet. That's the key point. It's not one size fits all. You'll only be able to create this habit and make it stick if it's bespoke to what works for you. Now, if you search in Google for morning routine or morning practice or maybe morning rituals, you'll find loads of articles and books talking about this topic. And if you'd like to dive deep into this topic, then go ahead and read them all. My favourite book is The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, which lays out his SAVER routine. I'm not going to go into it too much here, but SAVERS stands for silence, affirmations, visualisation, exercise, reading and scribing. And Hal talks about the reasons why this is the perfect method. I do recommend you take a look at this book and other books and articles to find out what others do. At the very least, you'll get some ideas of what you could include in your routine. You'll see that there are some very detailed routines with lots of different elements or very simple ones, depending who on who's writing or talking. But in my experience, the simpler the routine, the more likely you are to stick to it. When I first started to develop this habit, Um, And as I'm somebody who really likes to research a topic, I read all the articles and books on what I should be doing for the perfect morning routine. And then based on what I discovered, I wrote out what I thought was my perfect routine on an A5 card, which I then put by my bed to remind me in the morning. I can't remember exactly, but I think it involves journaling, yoga, meditation, reading a book, going for a run, having a smoothie, drinking loads of water, saying positive affirmations reviewing my goals and some more things I can't remember. All great things to include and I all had the intentions of making it work but when I opened my eyes at 6am and saw it there the thought of doing everything on that list made me roll back over and go to sleep. It just seemed like very hard work and that's what I mean it has to be something you want to do and is feasible in the time you actually have. So I trimmed it down and created something that worked for me, which is simple, doable and done within an hour. It took a few attempts and moving things around a bit and seeing what worked, but now I have what I feel is the perfect routine for me. So first up, I have a coffee while I journal. I just couldn't give up my coffee, no matter how much people say that, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have a coffee first thing, but I love it. Then I down a glass of water before going, in, going for a 30 minute run, walk or yoga. That's depending on how I feel that day. Then after that, I jump in the shower and finish up having breakfast while reading or listening to an audiobook or podcast. All in all, it's about an hour or so. That was the routine I developed while still in my corporate job and that I still use now. 
The only difference was that when I was still commuting, I would continue to listen to the book or podcast as I sat on the train and walked to the office. And actually now, sometimes if it's a weekend or I have more time, I'll add in maybe mindfulness or double up on the exercise. The journaling gets my head and mindset straight for the day. The exercise gets my body moving, blood pumping and oxygen to my brain. And I get to learn something over a healthy breakfast. On the rare occasions I do oversleep or can't fit in my morning practice, I always feel more disorganized, have less energy, and I'm in a more negative mindset. I I really, really miss it. So how could you develop your morning routine? As I said, find out what others do and then create a simple routine for yourself. But the routine should cover three main elements, which are time for your mind or mind space time, I call it. This means giving your brain some time for reflection and peace before the busyness of the day begins. Moving your body. This is super important and you'll find all the people who talk about a successful morning routine will include exercise of some kind. It could be stretches, a gentle walk or a full-on hit session. But move your body in some way to get the blood pumping. Feed your body and mind. We all know it's important to eat well first thing and to ensure we're hydrated. However, it's also important to feed your mind and your creativity. So include something in your morning routine that lets you learn new things. As long as you include these elements in some way, exactly what you do, how you do it and how long you take to do it is up to you. It can be 10 minutes to an hour depending on how much time you can carve out. Do what you can and you can also merge with some of the elements if it saves you time. For example, in good weather, I sometimes would catch my train to London early and instead of jumping on the tube at Waterloo Station, I would walk along the south banks of the River Thames towards the city and use the time to set my mind for the day. I would walk in silence, listen to some music or listen to a podcast or a book or an audiobook related to my business plans. Combining physical and mental exercise and also getting to enjoy a lovely part of London was always a really positive start to the day and one I used to really enjoy. Quite miss it now, actually. So find a morning routine that works for you and start following it. The most important thing is to be intentional about your day. Set your mindset, what you want to achieve in your day job, and most importantly, what you can do to move your career leap plan forward, even if it's just a little bit that day. Power habit number two, plan your passion power time and stick to it. As I said, I know what it's like to be working full time and having so much to do outside your job. I remember thinking about setting up my business on the side and wondering where on earth would I find the time? But I knew if I was going to be able to have the life I craved, I'd have to find it somehow. Working on my business just the weekend wasn't going to be enough. So I decided to get up an hour early at 5 a.m., so I could get at least an hour of work in before I went to catch my train at 7.15. I called it my power time because it was when I had the power to direct my future and I was not giving up on that time for anyone or anything. So when will your passion power time be? It doesn't have to be every day. Maybe start with an hour a week and then work up from there when you're more comfortable. So plan when you will work on your dream career. What days? What time of day? Where you'll work? Where in your home, or if you can't get peace at home, will it be a coffee shop, or maybe in a meeting room at the office before the working day starts? And then also think for how long you'll work. Will it be five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever you can fit in? 
The most important thing is that you schedule this in your diary and tell anyone that you're living with that it's non-negotiable. It's not something you fit in around other things or forget about it if something else pops up. Unless it's an emergency, that time is sacred. Only by having that time set aside can you make sure you can keep moving forward towards your new career goals. The third power habit is confident communication. And this might seem like a habit, but it's really getting in the habit of talking positively to yourself and to others. It's about being confident when talking about your career change plans. It took a little over two years for me to bring my plans to fruition. And in the beginning, I used to play them down with myself and with others. If someone asked me about my business I was creating, I would play it down, make it sound like a hobby, not something important. I was more than happy to talk about my corporate role and what I did there. But ask me about the thing that was most important to me and I would clam up. It was as if I didn't believe in myself. And I soon realized if I didn't sound confident in myself, then no one else was going to be convinced that I was going to do this. So I started to create a habit that when anyone asked me about my plans, I responded to them with confidence, excitement and enthusiasm so that they could see I was serious about this change and that I had a plan, which meant that both I and they were excited about what I was going to achieve. I also introduced positive internal self-talk and communication to increase my self-belief and stop allowing self-doubt to creep in and stop me doing the work I needed to do. I'm not great at affirmations, but I did choose a few simple ones that I would repeat to myself in my head or out loud if no one was around when I felt challenged. I also wrote them down and left them around my house. So just things like trust yourself or you can do this. Nothing too elaborate. So when speaking about your career change plans, get into the habit of confidently telling people exactly what you plan, why and when you'll do it. If you believe it, they will too, and it will move from being a one-day dream to a definite plan. The fourth and final power habit is getting enough quality sleep. This really made a huge difference to me. For years, I'd not been getting enough sleep, and the quality of sleep I did have just really wasn't good enough, and it just meant I wasn't resting enough. I told myself that that was just part of life in the corporate world, where long hours and maybe a long commute mean that you go to bed late and get up early. After arriving home at 8.30pm at the earliest, I wanted and needed some downtime in the evenings after dinner and before bed to chat to friends and loved ones or watch TV or do some chores, which meant I wasn't in bed until late and then had to get up early, so never got enough hours of sleep. I think I averaged around five to six hours, which is, which is below what's recommended, and therefore started the day tired, it, and it was a vicious circle. I thought it was impossible to change my habits around sleep until I heard sleep expert Professor Matthew Walker on a podcast. He'd written a book called Why We Sleep and explained some of the workings of the body in relation to sleep and how you can prevent mental and physical illnesses by improving the amount and quality of your sleep. I realised that it was not just about getting more energy, but the lack of sleep could really impact my health negatively. I also realised that my sleep habits were exactly that, habits, which meant they could be changed. It wasn't just my job and commute that were to blame. I had allowed myself to slip into poor sleep habits. So in order to break the cycle, I needed to make some changes, or I would never have the energy or brain power to put in all the effort that went into making my career leap happen. First, I stopped having coffee in the afternoon. As Matthew Walker said that caffeine has a massive effect on sleep, 
even if you don't drink it in the evening. Now, I did know about the effects of caffeine, but I just didn't realise that my afternoon coffees were potentially affecting my sleep. Changing this habit was really difficult for me. As regular listeners will know, I love my coffee. At that stage, I was probably having around five coffees a day. Pretty bad. But mainly because I was tired and mostly because it was out of habit. So I cut that down to just two in the morning time. I also gave myself a bedtime deadline, which was an hour earlier than I'd been sleeping before. And for 30 minutes before that time, I banned my phone and iPads and dimmed the light so that my brain could start getting sleepy and instead did some more relaxing activities like reading or doing a crossword while listening to some chill out music. Or sometimes I watched a favourite TV programme with no distractions. Now, you really should ban all screen time before sleep, according to, to Matthew Walker, but that was a step too far for me. I do like some programmes in the evening. But actually now most nights, unless there's a specific programme I'm dying to watch, I will try and have the TV off by 9.30. When I got into bed, I turned my light out immediately, whereas in the past I had read or been on my phone messaging people or searching the net. If you have trouble getting to sleep, there are lots of other remedies like baths and hot drinks or aromatherapy sprays, but that wasn't my problem. My problem was I created a habit of going to bed later, so I needed to change that habit by changing my body clock to wanting to go to sleep earlier. And eventually, I was actually wanting to go to bed earlier. Putting effort into changing my bad sleep habits has made a huge difference. I had more energy, was far more creative in the morning, and felt able to cope with the work of my day job and my side hustle. I was still arriving and leaving at my house at the same time, but with a few new evening habits in place, I made the most of the time I had to relax and optimise the time I was asleep. I can't emphasise this one enough. Getting more sleep really was a game changer. So there you are, my power habits. I can hand on heart say they've made a huge difference to my mental and physical health and kept me focused and energised on my path towards launching my business. We get so busy in our jobs that we convince ourselves we can't do things any other way, when actually we do have control over ourselves, but we allow excuses to hold us back. If you're serious about this career change, then there will be some sacrifices needed to gain the energy and time you need. Remember, you don't need to tackle all these habits at once. Make it easy on yourself. Choose one habit to start working on today. Then when that's bedded in, start working on the next one. According to a 2009 study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology, it takes around 18 to 254 days for a person to form a new habit. And on average, it it takes 66 days for a new behaviour to become automatic. You will need to keep persevering for a while, but I do find after two weeks or so, it starts to feel a little bit more natural. A great way to make the habit stick is to find an accountability partner. Maybe someone else who is making a similar move as you or a trusted friend or partner. When you tell somebody what you're doing, they can support you. And it also gives you that little push to stick to it, as someone else will know if you start falling behind. If, like me, you want to go into this topic even deeper, specifically the psychology about how habits are formed and how you can create or change a habit, I recommend you read Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit. Or for more powerful habit ideas, dip into Atomic Habits by productivity guru James Clear or the classic book by Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Links to all the books in this episode are in the show notes. The bottom line is creating habits that give you more energy, time, focus, confidence and motivation are essential to your career change journey. 
By sticking to these habits, you'll build belief in yourself. You prove to yourself you have what it takes to get stuff done, to take action and to make those one day dreams a reality. So reset the dial and create positive habits that will take you from the career and life you have to the career and life you want and deserve. That's all for now. Join me in the next episode. And remember, everyone deserves to live their passion. So get started. This is your time. If you'd like to hear when new episodes are released, including bonus episodes, which I add from time to time, follow or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, or Stitcher. 